Live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. Uh, we've made it to uh, NBA Finals Game 1. Looking forward to that tonight. Heat and Lakers. By the way, the uh, Heat are the biggest underdog, I told you, in 18 years. Here's another thing about that. Jimmy Butler, first time in the NBA Finals. Is there another guy on the Heat roster in the starting unit that's been in there? I mean, you know, got Iguodala. Lakers got Rondo. JaVale McGee. He's had a couple runs. Should be fun tonight. LeBron, 10th time in the finals. We got all that. Keith Smith, Yahoo Sports NBA. By the way, this from Woj. Interview with the Doc Rivers with the Sixers. Last one. They're not interviewing anybody else. They're supposed to have a decision this week. Feel good? Yes. Yes, I do. Hmm. No, you don't? No, I, I was wondering if there was going to be an outside-the-box guy. That's all. I'm okay with it. It just needs to be Ty Lue or Doc Rivers for me to be excited. Not, I mean, not you know, not extremely excited, but going down the right road with what you have available. Uh, let's get the poll question in before we bring Keith in. Uh, who should be the next Sixer head coach? Earlier today, we had Jason Fitz on. He said Doc Rivers, and it's not even close right now. Doc Rivers is winning, eighty-three percent. Wow. Ty Lue, uh, eight point nine percent. Mike D'Antoni, 7.6%, and other, 0%. I think Ty Lue is getting a little disrespected. Man. You're, you're jamming over there. Yeah, You man. got me jamming. Doc Rivers, you feeling good? Yeah. I don't know about that. Let's ask <laughs> Keith Smith. He would have more insight uh, than all here on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN. It sounds like Rivers, Lue, or Mike D'Antoni. Rivers wasn't in the conversation last time we talked to you, uh, so... How do you rank those three? Uh, yeah, I, I would rank it probably that order, Rivers, Lou, and D'Antoni. I, I don't think Mike D'Antoni's system fits the current personnel, so unless you are making a uh, commitment to making major roster changes, that one just never really made a lot of sense to me. I think Ty Lou and Doc Rivers, that's pretty close. I, I don't think you could really go wrong with either guy. They're both very good, and I think both of them could do quite well. I just think Doc Rivers has that longer history and track record of coming in and really kind of taking teams on that are already good and getting them kind of to that next level. Um, not necessarily all the way to finals contention. He did that with Boston, um, did, was unable to do that with the Clippers. But, but I, I do think he's a guy players will respect. But it's not just because he's a player's coach who's going to let them run the ship either. Yeah, I mean, he won that title with Boston because he had uh, three all-time players. I mean, would you say his losses with the Clippers were disappointments or really did he not have the best teams? No, definitely disappointments on a couple of those years, for sure. They they uh, twice had 3-1 leads and were in positions where they should have been able to close those series out and move on. And those both of those ultimately will go down as disappointments. Those uh, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin teams were some pretty good teams that just never got over the hump. And then by the time it looked like they were finally maybe ready to – take the mantle from the Spurs and Lakers in the Western Conference, the Warriors came to be, and that was the end of that run. And then this year, it looked like they had everything set up to make a deep title run, and they just couldn't get it done. Now, we don't know what they would have done had they played the Lakers, but the Lakers had played them well this season. So it, it would have been interesting to see how that had played out. But, you know, once again, we didn't even get that opportunity. 
When I look at this year's Clippers team, though, it's something just felt wrong the whole entire way. It was almost like similar to the Sixers, the expectations heading into it. Oh, look at all this talent. And just the whole year, it didn't really have that flow of a team. And I look at Paul George, who had a horrendous playoff run. Kawhi Leonard, who was bad in Game 7. So, like, for me, I'm not saying Doc Rivers had no part of that, but I just feel like there were other things involved where, you know, I don't know how hard to criticize Doc Rivers for this specific current run. Yeah, the only thing I would say to that is he was as much as we kept hearing out of Philadelphia, this is, you know, this group is built for the playoffs. You know, where we're just playing the regular season to get through it. That was a common refrain out of out of Los Angeles was we, we just got to get through the regular season, get to the playoffs healthy. And they largely did so. They, they were about as healthy as you could be going into the playoffs. And they, you know, still didn't get it done. When you go up 3-1, and you you know lose again in that fashion, especially where in games five, six, and seven they had double digit leads in all three of those games and couldn't get any of them closed out. You have to start to look at the coach. Um, obviously, uh, it, well, it looks like anyway. I mean, unless somebody swoops in and takes both Lou or all three of these guys, the Sixers are going to go with one of those guys. Did you have an under the radar guy that's out there that you think would be an intriguing candidate? I didn't. You know, what's funny is it, it was, I think we all know their dream guy when they got rid of Brett Brown was going to be Jay Wright. And then Jay Wright was, no, nah, I'm good. I'm staying where I'm at. And then after that, they kind of stuck to the names you know. I, I expected maybe we would have heard by now about some mystery candidate that, that we didn't expect and those kind of things. But I think they're looking at it as we went with the longtime assistant. Uh, last time out when we went with Brett Brown and I, my belief and what I'm starting to understand through some conversations is they feel like we're too close now to being a contender to go with anybody except an established coach who can help get us over the hump. So that's why I think you're seeing them zone in on those three guys. When you're listening to uh, these NBA finals, get ready and all the Jimmy Butler talk. Um, and he said, oh, they wanted to control me in Philly, and, and I'm down here in the heat. Do you look at bigger problems than just the coach in Philadelphia? Um, I, I think there's a lot of blame to be thrown around in Philadelphia. I think it was Jimmy Butler has a high standard. We saw that in Minnesota where young guys didn't live up to that. Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins weren't where he wanted them to be. He went to Philadelphia. I think it was a lot of the same with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And I think Jimmy Butler expects guys to come in, be ready to work, not have to be told to do anything else. Not necessarily that he doesn't want to lead, but he's not. Uh, he doesn't want to have to lead guys. I think he wants them to be able to lead themselves. And then, yeah, I think in both of those situations, you had coaches who were – I don't want to say they had lost their teams, but it wasn't certainly going well. It was headed in a direction that, that looked like it was headed towards a breakup. And I think Jimmy Butler really looked at it, read the room. And, and as much as, you know, now it comes back to, you know, well, did he want to be there? Did he not want to be there? I think once he had a chance to see, you know, the Heat wanting what they're all about in Miami, that was done. At that point, there was nothing Philly was going to do to be able to change his mind. Now they could have said, well, we're not doing a sign-in trade. But at that point, that just, you know, doesn't make a whole lot of sense because Philly, uh, excuse me, Miami would have found a way to make it happen one way or another. And Philadelphia at least did well to get a good quality player, Josh Richardson, out of that. 
Yeah, I really do miss watching Jimmy Butler play for the Sixers now that I'm watching this playoff run. And I want to get your thoughts on what Jimmy did so well, I guess this Heat team as a whole, against the Boston Celtics, who uh, who you covered. I, what's funny is they were just who they are. They, that's what they've done throughout this playoff run. They, they've been the exact kind of team that they were all regular season. They, they execute at a high level. They play really well. Sometimes the shots don't fall, but they get a lot of really good shots um, out of their offensive system. I think the change that Eric Spolster made to go to Goran Dragic has been a good one. I think it's been an important one. I think going smaller in his opening lineup with Jay Crowder over either Kelly Olynyk or Myers Leonard has also been a big one. I think that's been really important uh, for them. And then defensively, they have a lot of versatile guys who can play two, three, four positions that you can do all sorts of different stuff. And when you give Eric Spolster that kind of team and the kind of time you have during the playoffs with multiple days off, if you're finishing series early and at least a day in between games, he's going to come up with a scheme that's going to work because he's one of the very best coaches in the league. Uh, LeBron going into his 10th NBA Finals here, 35 years old. Let me ask you, Keith. How many more t- years do you anticipate LeBron playing? Are we going to get five more years of LeBron, two more years of LeBron? I mean, what do you think about how many more years he has? Is this maybe his last best shot at a title? I don't know. You could tell me ten, and at this point, I say, all right, <laughs> another decade, sure, right? I, I just, I, yeah, I, I want to believe this is probably his last best shot because the Warriors are going to be back next year. You, you assume a couple of these other teams are going to look better than they did, and he'll be a year older. And Anthony Davis is very good, but how else do they, you know, round out that roster and all those things? But then I look at it, and is LeBron slowing down? Absolutely, you can see signs of it on a pretty regular basis. But whatever he has lost athletically, and I don't know that it's um, – I think he can still get to his peak athletic moments. I just don't think he can do that over and over and over again in a game. I think it's more of a, all right, got to save it. i got to do it now. Now I'm going to go. But whatever he's lost there, he's more than gained in his basketball intelligence and his IQ, and he was already near the top end of the spectrum with that already. Now it's just – He's going to pick everything apart. He's going to. There's no defense you can show him that he hasn't seen. Maybe you catch him off guard for a play or two, but once he sees it a couple plays, he's going to diagnose it, and you're going to, you know, ultimately end up with him probably getting a pretty good look. So, yeah, I don't know how much longer we get this. I'm going to guess it's somewhere in the three to five year range that he's still you know, a top two or three player on a very good team. Yeah, I think it's uh, amazing the fact that he's done the, when they says tenth, and you're just like, whoa. Um, let's get let's get your perspective on this series because the Heat are a five seed. They're the biggest underdog since those Nets teams that played the Lakers back in 2000, 2001. Do you look at this as a gigantic underdog facing the Lakers, or is it closer than that? Yeah, I think it's closer than that. Uh, this this Heat team is giving me very much uh, 2004 Detroit Pistons vibes where it's the sum is whole and there the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts i i think it is um you know when you really look at them they know who they are they know what they want to do they know how they want to play and I, i'm still picking the lakers to win but i think the heat are going to keep this thing close i think they're going to make the lakers earn it um and I, and I think one of the other things is the lakers haven't been overly challenged Yet in this playoffs, I know they lost their first game in their first couple series, but then they came back and blew the doors off Portland and then Houston. They really, uh, you know, the Nuggets are t- 
top, but but they were able to get get the Nuggets on, you know, relatively quickly. I think you're going to see this one be a really good tight battle, and that's just you know a lot of respect for this Miami team as a group. What's it? What is it? If LeBron loses this series, what do, what does that mean? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm starting to see a lot of well, if LeBron loses, this is a huge black mark on his legacy and those kind of things. And they are a huge. They of, are a huge betting favorite in this series. So I mean, it would be a pretty disappointing loss. Yeah, that that from that standpoint, I completely understand. I just it's such a weird year in the NBA that I don't know that you can really say anything is a massive surprise. I mean, Miami's in the finals, and I don't know anybody other than the most ardent of Heat fans who picked that. Uh, I think most people were, yeah, you know, it's going to be Milwaukee or Toronto, and you're at a few, you know, Boston's thrown in there. I, I don't remember anybody saying the Heat. And and then, you know, so now you're, um, you know, down to it. And I, I wouldn't want to, you know, knock him too much because what's sad about that is the same people who are saying, well, it's a huge black mark for LeBron if he doesn't, you know, get get this one are also saying, yeah, but if he wins it, you know, it's this weird bubble year and it's, you know, not a real championship. You can't have it both ways. Either it's a real championship or it's not. Make up your mind and then we can have a discussion from there. Uh, he's Keith Smith tonight, the NBA Finals right here on 97.3 ESPN. And of course, he, like August, up here via the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. Follow him at Keith Smith NBA for this NBA Finals. Should be a good one. Heat and Lakers. Keith, take care, pal. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'll stay safe. You and yours. Uh, you do the same. And, of course, uh, we'll talk to Keith throughout these NBA Finals. And then it'll be interesting to find out what's next for the NBA after this season is over. I mean, you might get uh, – if you get a sweep here, you might only get a week left of basketball. And then, then what? Normally the NBA season is about ready to start up right around the 14th, 15th. Yeah, we haven't really heard too much about that yet, huh? Well, they said around Christmas, and then they said ah, maybe more like after the first of the year. But they want to play an 82-game season. We talked to Mitch Lawrence about this yesterday. He said they do want to play an 82-game season, but how do you squeeze 82 games in and have your normal year if you're going to start in January? You might have to do like a 66-game season, he said. But that would cut some of the pay, right, for these players. Would they be willing to take that type of pay cut? Not sure how that all works. Right. Hmm. Sports Pass brought to you by GMS Law. Make the right call. Four convenient locations to serve you online. GMSLaw.com. All right, coming up. So yesterday, uh, Broads was out, so we didn't do who's in, who's out. We'll do that today, and then we'll do our fine five, ugly five. So we'll kind of like jam them both into one big segment. Who's in, who's out, fine five, ugly five, all next here on the Sports Bash. Tonight. It's game one of the NBA Finals. LeBron James and... All right, it's time for who's in, who's out, and the fine five, ugly five, five best, five worst teams, and the 14 teams we think will make the NFL playoffs. I got to tell you, the fine five, very difficult. Did you find that to be difficult? Yes and no. I think the first three are no-brainers, but then it kind of gets into a spot where I can see different directions. A lot of different directions. Well, my number one team lost last week. Yeah, that's big for you. So what do I do with them? Uh, we'll find out. Find five, ugly five coming up. Who's in? Who's out? These are the 14 teams we think will make the NFL playoffs. Let's go with the AFC East. We got. I'm still going with the Patriots. I know the Bills are 3-0 right now. The Patriots are 2-1. and one. Their one loss being against Seattle on the road. I really still think that uh, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and what they have with Cam Newton, I think that's going to be enough to still win the division. I like the Patriots. I got Pats as well. I'm just not there yet with the Bills. 
You look at them, they're pretty close offensively. 93 Buffalo, they've scored more. New England's given up less. So they push comes to shove. I feel a little safer with Belichick than I do McDermott. All right, let's go to the north. Pittsburgh's 3-0, Baltimore's 2-1, Cleveland 2-1. Three teams involved in the north. Who you got? I'm going with the Ravens. I know I think you like the Steelers. I don't know if you're going to go with them for the actual pick of the division. I just know in general you do enjoy what the what the Steelers bring to the table. Watching the Ravens lose to the Chiefs, yes, it's underwhelming because you had a lot of expectations for the Ravens. But I will say, they lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a powerhouse. If they continue to struggle against other teams, then it's different. But we might just be watching a Chiefs team that is equivalent to a Tom Brady prime. They might just be on another level than everybody else, and that doesn't mean the Ravens now stink because they, they had a bad game against them. It might just be the Chiefs are that powerful. So until I see the Ravens look bad against another team, I'm going to stick with the Ravens and not overreact to one loss. Yeah, I got the Ravens as well. I'm in the same boat. Okay. I know they lost to Kansas City, but overall, they're just, I mean, they've lost one game, one, to anybody else other than the Chiefs. Exactly. In the regular season. They got to figure the Chiefs out. That is definitely something that they, they need to to figure out. And even before the game, they were talking about how, where's the pressure? The pressure is on Baltimore because they need to find a way to get over the hump, and they failed once again. Yeah, they did. Uh, let's go to the South. 3-0 Tennessee, 2-1 Indianapolis. Two-team race through three weeks. I got Tennessee all year. I like the Titans here. Originally, I opened up our first week with the Colts. I, I do think the Colts are going to make a push and go on a nice run, but I like the way the Titans are right now. I'm going with the Titans. Uh, West, you got Kansas City, 3-0. Vegas, 2-1. Two Two-team race three weeks in. Can't go against Chiefs. No, definitely not. All right, let's go over to the NFC. What about our wild cards? Oh, sorry. Wild cards. Three of them. Go. Steelers, Colts, Bills. No playoffs for the Raiders. Yeah, I got Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Raiders. So I have, um, okay, so you, you don't have the Colts. Yeah. Josh Allen. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they're 3-0. and I got them in. I got Pittsburgh 3-0. and I got two 3-0 and teams in. And then I got the Raiders 2-1, Culture 2-1, I got them out. And then nobody else is really, I mean, everybody else is 1-2. and two. Right. Oh, Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? They actually have a winning record, and we're like, yeah, everyone else is. Yeah, Cleveland's 2-1. and one. So the Raiders and Cleveland are both 2-1. and one. They would be, you know, the the two teams. Uh, Jacksonville, the rest of the AFC is Miami 1-2, and two, Jets 0-3. Oh Cleveland two and one, Bengals zero two and one, Jacksonville one and two, Houston zero and three, Chargers one and two, Denver zero and three. It's bad. Do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are breaking down? How a tie might help them get in the playoffs on Sports Talk Radio? Doubtful. Okay. Doubtful. All right, let's go to the NFC. Dallas. You don't like Washington? They're in first right now. <laughs> I know they are. Well, I mean, Dallas and Washington are tied, but technically Washington. Is one and zero in the division. Dallas hasn't played a division foe yet, but they're both one and two. Philly a half game out. So you got three. Oh, come on with that. You got actually you got four teams in play after three games. I mean the Giants are zero and three, but they're only a game and a half out. Good thing Doug Peterson punted. That's right. They're only a half a game out. Smart move. The Good whole he- division. 
Washington's a minus 19. Dallas is minus 9. Philly's minus 28. Giants minus 41. This division sucks. It just sucks. But I have the Cowboys winning it. You know, their record's 1-2, and two, and they had that historic comeback. But they actually look like they know how to play football. Well, they've like, been in good games. Like, yeah. They've played Seattle. Right. they played the Rams. That game against the Falcons, they look like crap. Yeah, the but Cowboys fans. Stinks. If you ask, right. if you ask right. rational Cowboy fan. Their defense stinks, but they can score. And they're not going to play Seattle every week. Their defense stinks, but they actually look like a football team. I, their I don't offense know what, is loaded. Yeah, they're, the Eagles, they don't look like a football team. They might make my ugly five. I don't know. Just spitballing. Find out in a couple minutes. I got uh, I got an interesting ugly five. I got three new teams in the uglies. Yeah, I've been mixing around the uglies. All right, North. Tough one. Got 3-0 pack. 3-0 Bears with Nikki Foles. Two teams after three weeks in the mix. I got Green Bay. They look good. Aaron Rodgers is on another level. He's dialed in. Yeah, I got packed. They've scored 122 points. It's by far the most in football. I mean, there, there's two teams in the whole NFL that have scored over 100. They got 122. Who's the other team? The Eagles? Seattle. Speaking of Seattle, that's my NFC West squad. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. Well, yes, we are, aren't we? No, we got the South. Oh, okay. I just wrote it down differently. Yep. Okay. We got the South. The Wests are always last. Ah, I got nervous. South. Got 2-1 Tampa, 1-2 New Orleans, 1-2 Carolina. Three teams after three weeks in the mix. Very underwhelmed with the Saints. I got to lean Buccaneers now. I made the switch. Drew, I had, Br- Drew Brees doesn't look good. I had the Bucs after one week. I switched, and now I'm back to the Bucs. Back to the Bucs. No Michael Thomas really hurt that team. And just Drew Brees is the lack of throwing the football. They don't take the shot. I don't think he has the strength to get it down the field anymore. No, it's it's kind of, I hate to say it, but is it kind of funny looking watching him throw the ball at this well, point? I mean, he's always because he's shorter, so he always kind of like gets up on his toes. The, the range of motion just looks awkward. It's almost like the shoulder isn't really getting there. They still put up over 30. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to have a crappy quarterback and score 30? Maybe. All right. Uh, go to the West. You got 3-0 and Seattle. 2-1 Arizona, 2-1 L.A., 2-1 Niners. Four teams in the mix after three weeks. You got to go Seattle. Russell Wilson puts that team in a spot to win every single damn week. It's got to be Seattle. I like Seattle, too. Their defense is putrid. They got no pass rush. Their secondary blows. But somehow they have good linebackers. <laughs> really? They got good linebackers. Really? Are we going down that road right now? Their offense is being, I just love the kids. Got great linebackers. They You're do. too Waggers much. tremendous. I know. It's just funny that we have Nate Gary. All right? Nate Gary, Duke Riley, TJ Edwards. Yeah. Hey, Come you on. used to have LJ Fort. Ah. Let one right, go. Uh, so this is going to be tough. You got wild cards. You got Bears 3-0, and Cardinals, Rams, Niners, all 2-1. and Got a couple disappointing teams, 1-2, and like the Saints, Cowboys, Got well, Cowboys are. I, I was going to say there's no one in the East that's going to be making a wild card team, so it, the Cowboys are going to win the division. I got Rams, I got Bears, so I think that you got I, Nick Foles. I don't believe in the team, but like sometimes there's just that team that doesn't make sense, you know. And for me, it's it's the Bears right now. Rams, Bears, Saints. While the Saints are struggling, it's early, and I do expect them to kind of figure this thing out. Is Michael Thomas out for, like, an insanely significant amount of time? Do we have, like, the full-on, you know, length of time? I don't really uh, have the status of... 
Yeah, he is uh, back at practice today. Okay, so that's big. That's big. So I still have the Saints making the wild card. So I have Rams, Bears, Saints. I've got Rams. I've got Saints. 49ers. Wow, so you have no Cardinals. No, that wow. was such a kick in the groin. Wow. The freaking Lions the at all. Lions. That's the kind of thing that makes you say, hey, they've turned the corner. But they're not there yet. They're not there yet. You Kyler can't Murray lose the had three interceptions, no? You can't lose to the Lions at home. Yeah, that's tough. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Although, I'm a Staffordsman. Gets disrespected. Yeah, but the rest of the team stinks. Correct. Correct, they do. I was disappointed. But I kept talking about all week with Millman. I said that five and a half. It feels like they want everybody to jump on the cards. Suckered you in? And I... Did you get sucked in? Or, no, 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 no. Okay. Oh, you're right. You had a good weekend. 11 and 0. That's nice. Wait, 7 and 0. 7 and 0. Yeah. Okay. 4 and 0 college, 3 and 0 pros. See if you can continue that tonight with the Miami Heat. Yep. Going to put your money down? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, that's who's in, who's out. Let's go 5 5 ugly 5. Five best, five worst teams in the NFL after three weeks. All right. Ugly 5. Number 5. Falcons. Come on. Uh, this is just historic after historic. And the only reason why they're not lower is because you know, there's some teams on, uh, lower on the list that actually have, like, horrendous talent. The Falcons, they actually have, like, good talent on their roster, and they're in position to win games. They just blow up. So I think that there's organizations that are just way more of a dumpster fire. Like, the Falcons, I just can't get – I just can't understand what's going on with them. I got them five. I mean, same thing. I mean, it's not. I don't think they're the fifth worst team talent wise. You can't keep losing like but this. But is that almost worse? Yeah, you know, no. like we look at the Jets. It's like, wow, well, you know, like just a bad There's organization. Teams but. that are worse than you, and they're figuring out ways. You're zero and three because you've given up 108. You scored 90. You can't stop it. And you scored 90, and you've had three touchdown leads in multiple games. That's <laughs> so horrible. Do you think they bring back the head coach? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know why he's even there. Right, right. Last season, we had the same conversation. He's got to go. I don't understand how you allow that to happen multiple times. Back-to-back weeks. Not even multiple times. Not week two and week 14. Back-to-back weeks. Yeah, it's unacceptable. It's Matt Pryor. Cuttable offense. Yep, cuttable. Fireable. All right, number four. I got the Giants. Wow. I got the Giants. It's a little high for me. A little high. Oh, I got them on my list, but not yet. All right, wait till you see the other teams. Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, that... Minnesota's given up 102 points. Their defense is abysmal. You talked about before, there's only two teams in the league that have given up over 100 points. Atlanta's one, and Minnesota's the other. And again, they don't have a bottom five roster. But the fact that they're 0-3, giving up 102 points, it's unbelievable. It really is. And their offense is okay. It's just average. It hasn't been great. Something's wrong with that team. The defense stinks. They're not bottom five roster. They're bottom five ugly. Yeah, true. They were in a barn burner, though, weren't they? At 31-30, it finished Every game's a barn burner. They can't stop anybody. That's true. That's true. But they were, like, involved in this game more so than any other game. They gave up 45 in week one. That's so bad. That was a blowout by to Green Bay, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like 45-38. And then the Colts kind of gave them a good whooping. This was the first game where they were somewhat actually involved in the game. Stinks. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, my number three, Cincinnati. Oh, oh, you got Giants. I Giants. Cincinnati Bengals. They're, they got so, now, this is when it starts to turn into the rosters are just very poor, more so than they're underachieving in terms of being ugly. So many holes. I guess that's a win for them 
if you want to look at the tie they as lost technically a win. So I guess it's not the worst case scenario for them. But you know, you look at that offensive line and you just look at that team as a whole. They're not good. They're not a good football team. They might win two games this season. They're not. Not not even two games. Um. But they got a reprieve from me this week. I put Philly in the three spot. All right, it's a little low. 59 points on the season for Philadelphia. Their offense is atrocious. Their defense is just okay. 59 points. I'm scrolling through here saying 59 points. There's two teams in the league. Denver, 45. Chargers, 52. Houston, 57. The Jets have 37. Philly's one of the worst offenses in the league. Horrible. Horrible quarterbacks, bottom five right now. I think the I'm pretty sure he has the worst QBR in the league. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's uh, last, definitely last. They're my ugly five, number three. All right, my number two, New York Jets. I can't stand looking at Adam Gase anymore. I'm not even a fan of the New York. I can't stand looking at his face. They got to do something, and they might have to look into going a different direction with the quarterback. Unless you go with the head coach. Their line's first. horrible. You're right. Their whole team stinks. But would you? Get a new coach and then go Sam Darnold route? No, you know like, what, what I might do? do? I'd keep the coach just so I suffer so bad that nobody can come in and help them win. Get the draft pick. So you want to get Trevor Lawrence? I might have to. This guy is... Is there value in Sam this Darnold? This guy's uh, uh, David Carr. Let's pretend you don't have Carson. Like, well, I guess you can't even defend that argument right now. You're ahead of an organization. Sam Darnold's on the trade block. Does he move the needle for you? It's weird. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now. Who's he taking over for? I don't know. If you are the... Uh, let's see. If you're um, New Orleans and Breeze looks like he's done, this is it for him. If you're Tampa Bay and Brady's done, and and this is it, he's going to retire after this. Do you go, or if even if he gets to sit behind Brady for a year, and then he's the next guy after Brady. You know what's interesting? Two different scenarios. Saints, I would say no. I I wouldn't want to go down that road. Tampa Bay, I might go. You know what? Maybe. Is that weird of me to think that way? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay signed Winston, not Tampa Bay. New Orleans signed Winston. Do they look at him as the next guy? Eh. Both situations, like, I'll take the guy who was a former first-round pick, let him sit behind. Now, Breeze, I think this is his last year. I think he's done. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's it's horrendous. Not that bad. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Well, it's, you know what? He had such a Hall of Fame career. It's nowhere even close to that, so it's, All like, right. viewed upon as right. I got one for you. Indianapolis. Pittsburgh, Rivers, Roethlisberger. The easy fix for Indianapolis is simple. You call up Doug Peterson and say, what do you want for Carson Wentz? Okay, that's a possibility. But those two teams who both have, they have Rivers and Roethlisberger. There's another spot where you can say, I'll take Darnold. I'll take a shot. He's the next, you know, so we don't have to draft a guy because we're going to be too good. I guess it depends on what the package is. Because if it's, you know, multiple first-round picks, do you want to sacrifice the chance? Or do you want to maybe go get a quarterback with those picks and then have other picks. I got one more for you. Okay. Patriots. Cam Newton, one year, let you, him walk. You trade for Darnold. You you re-sign Cam Newton. I'm just saying, like, maybe Cam Newton wants big-time money, and they say, eh, thanks for playing. Like if Sam Darnold. We'll win with whoever you give us. I guess I just think Sam Darnold stinks. Yeah, like, I'm not like, wow, right. Sam. But other teams might. I wouldn't and go look, out of my way for If you're a good team and you know you're not going to be in a draftable position and you could get a guy who was, what, the sixth pick in the draft? I think. Was he the sixth? Something like that. Yeah. Six, seven, five, four, three. I think it was third. Whatever. Because it went, um, who went, who ended up going over? Baker. Him? Oh, yeah, it was Baker Mayfield, then it was Saquon Barkley, then it was him, no? 
Something like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying. So if you're one of those teams that have an older guy on their last run or, you know, you have a free agent. Yeah, it would come down to the package at that point. I'm not saying it's not worth a shot, but I don't I got another know one. how much I'd go over. What about Denver? That is, yes. That's a no-brainer. I think that might be the best bet. They're, is that your? Did you give your number two, by the way? Giants. Oh, the Giants. Okay. I mean, they suck eggs. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Denver does, too, though. 38 points the Giants have scored. 38. Wow. You think Joe Judge is making people run? Yes. No doubt. For every point they give up, that's a lap. I mean, I've got athletic sweat socks that smell better than them. They stink. They do. Saquon Barkley doesn't help. It hurts everything. No, hurts Daniel Jones. I do feel bad about Me too. That. Oh, yeah. You never want to see someone go down like that. All right, my number one, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I figured you were going there once you put Cincinnati three and uh, the Giants and the Jets. I was like, there's no one left. The Eagles are a horrendous football team. They are so bad. They Aesthetically are so, unpleasing. They are worse than the Giants are. Well, they might be right now. The Giants can't score, though. They've yeah. still, Am I missing something with the Eagles? Well, the Giants have scored 30. Yeah. The Giants have scored 38. Philly scored 59. Wow. So man. you talk about how bad. They can bad, go to the Super Bowl with that. You talk about how bad you think Philly is. Watch a Giant game. I've watched the Giants play. I got the three TV set up. One has UFC on, but you know. <laughs> Look, the, the Eagles, I just, I, I can't support anything. I'm putting them all the way down at one or up at one. However yeah. you want to say By the way, the Giants have scored 39, uh, thir- 38, and the Jets have scored 37. The Jets have scored 37 points in three games. I'm going Jets is my number one. Dumpster fire. They're giving up 94. Offensive line, horrible. Gase, worst coach there ever was. <laughs> the worst coach like, ever. Saturday Night Live. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly or Adam Gase? You, no, who? Gase. Saturday Night Live used to do the Dicka thing with the Bears. Yeah. They need to do a Gase thing. with the. He was the best the coach, Dicka, and now Gase is the worst. You're telling me. You'd rather have Chip Kelly run your franchise than Adam Gase? I didn't say run my franchise. Well, I'm going to ask you. You got to pick and you got to pick and choose a guy. They'd be the coach. Well, they both what they both demand power. No, nah, to an they extent. got uh, what's his name out there? Douglas. Yeah, yeah, th- that's fair. That's fair. But Adam Gase does like to have. You know, he likes to have his. Set. As a coach, I take Chip Kelly over Gase. I probably agree with you. That's yeah, so Gase, pathetic, though. Terrible. If you're on the lower end of that, you got to look yourself uh, in the mirror. Put it this way. Kelly is a prickly guy, kind of an oddball. Gase is worse. Yeah, at least you get smoothies with Chip Kelly. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, you get some smoothies. Seal Nutrition, team. sports the whole, uh, science. Good for me. All right, fine five. Five best teams in the NFL. This was hard. This one was hard. Specifically, five, four, I think, for me. And for my five, I'm going Ravens. I'm keeping them in my five. You know, they lose the football game, like I said. You're going up against the Chiefs. Maybe the Chiefs are just that good that if the Ravens start falling off and looking ugly against other teams, maybe I'll assess this in a different way. But for right now, they're still in my five, and I'll go Ravens. By the way, there's seven undefeated teams and only five slots. I got Pittsburgh, number five, 80 points for, 58 against. I like the plus 22 there. I said it before the year. They went 8-8 eight eight last year. Get Roethlisberger back. I'll give you two wins for getting Roethlisberger back. And maybe more. That gets you to 10. If you get more, that's 11-12. You get in that 11-12 range, you're a really good team. I like Pittsburgh, number five. I'm not out on Pittsburgh. I just think I need to see more before I truly commit you got three to TVs. Turn off the UFC and put on a Steelers yeah, game. I can't turn off UFC. Are you kidding me? It's the best sport there ever was. Number four for me is the Patriots. I know they're 2-1. and one. They're not oh, undefeated. I just got the Eagles injury report. Yeah. Miles Sanders limited today with a glute. That's not good. 
I think they're... How do you let them put that on the injury report? I was just going to say, I think there's something to that, though. I'm, like, I'm putting you on the limited today. What's hurting you? My ass. Well, we've heard him be fatigued Jeez. multiple times now. Like, there's something to this. Run the ball, dog. Run the ball, dog. Uh, he's limited in some certain, uh, you know, he's limited in carries. Like, I think he's a little banged up. I guess his ass hurts. Yeah, uh, yeah, but... They literally wrote glute. Like, oh. is it only one ass cheek? Yeah, it's, one. it's not both. Did they clarify? Is there an L or an no, R next to it? No, just glute. No glutes. It's not one, gluteus maxim. One glute. Just a, just a glute. I think that they're... I'm not saying they're hiding something, but I do feel that Miles Sanders might be more banged up than we think. You got Alshon Foot, Lane Ankle, Kelsey, not injury-related, Miles Sanders, glute. Why couldn't they just put not injury-related? Right. Now, did not participate. Arthego Whiteside, Jamon Brown, Fletcher Cox, Jack Driscoll, Rudy Ford, Deshaun Jackson, Avante Maddox, Jason Peters. Three guys are listed with illness. Uh-oh. Trevor Williams. That's not good. Jason Peters, illness. Rudy, uh, Jamon Brown, illness. Jack Driscoll, illness. Imagine being to the point of an NFL veteran where you don't, like, you know Wednesdays and Thursdays you're off. For, you know what I mean? Like, you just, you walk in and you're just, eh, you know, a 35, 34, off day. Must be nice. While you watch the 22-year-olds just putting in blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> you just got me sweating. Here, carry my pads, you know? All right, who's for? All right. Patriots. I think that, um, wow. yeah, I, I can't take them out yet. Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, and I like the way this offense looks with um, Cam Newton. I'm sticking the Patriots in there. I know they're not undefeated, but still, a Seattle loss right at the goal line. They're just as good as any of these undefeated now, Belichick teams. said he likes when I put them under the radar, so I'm keeping them off my list. Baltimore's Touche. number four. They went from one. I'm not dropping them off. They struggled with Kansas City, but they'll whip everybody else. I mean, they're, they're still – I should have them at two – but, you know, tipping my cap to a couple of others this week. Baltimore's four. Number three for me is Seattle. I can't get over how much fun Russell Wilson is to watch. And I feel like there was, over like the last year or so, Russell Wilson has always been great. Don't get me wrong. But it's almost, with how great he, this just shows how great he is. With how great he was, there seems to be a step taken. You know, like, he went from being a dominant quarterback to like this elite insane quarterback almost doesn't it kind of have that vibe where he has already taken a bigger step than what he already once was in this league maybe i mean i've been on the wilson trade for a bunch of, i had him in my top five for at least the last five years oh definitely without a doubt but it's almost as if he, he's taking this it's so hard to take a step when you're top five and it's like he he took that step i got seattle three as well their defense is why they're not two because their defense is bad it's bad man they got bad, no pass bad. Bad man. No, no, but I'm saying, like, how bad? bad? It's bad, comma, man. No, <laughs> I understood the way you were saying it, but I'm almost saying... Yeah, it's bad, bad. It's not the most horrendous thing in the world. It's bad. It's okay. No, bad. Dude, they got lit up the other day. Now, Yeah, I, but this is where we play the whole, like, one game kind of thing. I don't think that they're great. I'm not saying they're good or great, but I just don't know if they're, like, bad. You know? They've given up 25... 35 and 31. That's not good. But I'm going to classify that as not good, bad. I just. They're, they're I don't secondary. Know. Style of the game. Their style of the game kind of changes things right now. And they have less pass rush than if, if you put us three out there. Well, that's where I think they lack more than anything else is more of the pass rushing stuff. But Adams is tremendous. Their corners stink. Yeah, very true. I, I'm just. 
I don't know. I, I just don't think that they're as bad as maybe you're saying they are. I just think that they're, they are what they are. But I don't know if that's going to be the difference in how far they go because when you have someone like Russell Wilson, you're always kind of involved. You know? Oh, no, and that's why they're still in my three. Yeah. All right, number two? Yeah. Green Bay. This Aaron Rodgers is is it. Yeah, last year they were, like, undefeated or whatever, and I never put them in the five. I just never believed in them. I like them this year there, too. Yeah, they are unbelievable. I love how many points they can score. It doesn't matter who's out there. You talk about getting more pass rush. Can you imagine how many yards me and you would have if Aaron Rodgers was our quarterback? You could throw anybody out there. It's sort of like what Tom Brady had, whatever, he just makes it work. But Aaron Rodgers does it to a different, you know, with a different style to it. It's, uh, you know, we could get some yards out there, I feel. All right, Kansas City's one. Yes. All right, that's our five, five, ugly five, and who's in, who's out. That was fun. Uh, check it out next week. We'll do them again after week four in the NFL. See how every week, man, your mind changes on these teams. Go back to the first week and see how many things have already changed. Wow. I had Jacksonville as the ugliest team in the league. Giants, uh, Jets didn't even make my list. What was I thinking? You don't think, Gil. Mm. All right, we got the five coming up on the Sports Bash. 97.3 ESPN. I also have uh, another Sports Bash cash code word for you. That is coming up at 5.55 tonight. It's a Weinberg Wednesday. By the way, Saturday on Sports Bash Saturday, Charlie Ward joining the show. Looking forward to hear what he has to say. A little college football Saturday. College football's back. I'm in. Yeah, All that, in. last week really transformed me back into that college football mood. Found. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. You ready for competition? It's time for five questions. Three ain't enough, man. I need five. Number five. I've right, got the five to get ready to wrap up tonight's show. Don't forget game, forget game night tonight. Uh, Weinberg Wednesday. Dave Weinberg tonight. Can't wait to hear Josh uh, speak to Weinberg. Always good. Always. I can't wait to hear what Dave has to say about this week. <laughs> oh, I know. I know he keeps writing that he should go to the beach or the game. I said, go to the beach, take the radio with you and listen to it there. Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, I saw you tweet the other day like, oh, I wish I was on the beach with Dave Weinberg. I was doing the Eagles game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good tweet. All right, let's get into this. LeBron, over, under, eight and a half assists. Under. Under, okay. We're using DraftKings Sportsbook, of course. You can use promo code 973 when you sign up for a little uh, little odds boost and some I help. Like that. So, Bam, over, under, 16 and a half points. Uh, Bam, over, under, 16 and a half. I'll go under. Under. 15. Ooh, okay. Pretty specific. Yep. So, Heat... Plus four and a half, Lakers favored by four and a half. Yeah, I like the Heat and the outright tonight. Like the Heat, okay. All right, but now we're going to switch up to baseball. Yankees are favored by one and a half, or do you like the Indians? Who's pitching tonight? Uh, Tanaka is pitching for the in, or for the um for the Yankees, and if Bieber pitched, oh, man, I had it written down. I'll we're asking this: Will Tanaka have over under three and a half strikeouts? Uh, yeah, everybody's striking out today. There was 39 strikeouts there or something like seriously, 35 or 34 strikeouts in the uh, in the the um, Braves game today. What did Ruben Amaro Jr. have to say? He said it's that? embarrassing. It's everything that's wrong with our game. Carrasco was pitching, by the way, for the, oh, uh, Carlos Carrasco. Yeah, that's a good matchup. Yeah, I feel like the Indians are getting knocked out though. Okay, two and zero. Oh. There you go. All righty, there it is. You've been, do- you've been doing all right with the five. 
So it's Carrasco Tanaka. Yeah. Good one. Definitely. Who's pitching uh, tomorrow for the Marlins? Do you know? I hope it's Sixto Sanchez. I'm wondering because uh, he didn't pitch today. I don't know. I'm wondering I'm who they would look it up. Who as would we they speak. go with as their number two? Who put does the, number two work for? Would you put the pressure on the kid? Sure. Yeah, he's I so good. Don't care, man. What are you kidding me anymore? What Sixto? Anybody? Well, Spencer all. Howard sure does. But I asked uh, Ricky Bell about Spencer Howard. I said, look. I'm not writing him off by any means, but, you know, I'm not super pumped was about he it. disappointed? Yeah, he, he wasn't all juiced up. All right, check out that interview with Ricky Bowe on our... It is Sixto. He's getting a call to Barber's oh, U Darvish. Imagine that. Sixto Sanchez. <laughs> a playoff start. A big one. Versus U Darvish. The number two Love guy. It. Brandon Woodruff tonight versus Clayton Kershaw. No, that's tomorrow. Kershaw's the three, huh? Tonight it's uh, pitching tonight. It's Bueller. Uh, Bueller. Oh, Bueller and uh, Tanaka is good. Carrasco and there's so many good pitchers. Shane Velasquez isn't going. And the Phillies got none of them.